Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Matt Donald here, folks. Worst microphone alert because... My microphone I normally use to record this is currently still packed in luggage in my car from a trip I recently went on, and I need to get this out quickly, so the microphone from my webcam it is so very, very professional. And what am I going to do with this worst quality that gives new listeners their first impression of this wonderfully professional and sophisticated show? Well, I want you to subscribe to my Patreon, of course at patreon.com slash matthewdonald, where we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, sometimes in flimsy ways, sometimes in ways that are a bit of a stretch. And this month, it's the most wonderful time of year, not Christmas, hell no, not Christmas. It is time for our annual Pacific Rim episode, because the dinosaurs were implied to be kaiju in that universe, and that movie is so goddamn awesome that I want to talk about it all the time with everyone every year, and that's what we do. So check that out, as well as uh, another episode about Jurassic World the Game on the phone. Uh, that'll come out soon. It was meant to come out last month, but, you know, life. Christmas, holidays, you know, the holiday season. Hard time for everyone. Link is in the description before you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a good day! Hey, 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 hey. Roar. Growl. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast where a T-Rex, a Triceratops, and a Stegosaurus stumble upon a magic lamp. And the genie that pops out says he'll grant each of them three wishes. The T-Rex says his first wish, I wish to have the pile of meat fall down from the sky whenever I will, if that way I will never go hungry. The genie then grants his wish, and immediately, just as the T-Rex thinks it, a big pile of fresh, juicy meat falls from the sky and crashes in front of him. The Triceratops says it's his first wish, I wish to have the most extravagant horns and frill possible and, pr- and practical, that way I can pr- protect my herd and attract any female I want. The genie then grants his wish, and immediately the Triceratops has the biggest brow horns and sharpest nose horn with a beautiful blue and gold pattern on his frill, making him incredibly handsome to other Triceratops and easily able to protect his herd from predators without getting too much in the way of his daily life. The Stegosaurus says it's his first wish. I wish to have my left front limb constantly waving around in a clockwise circle. T-Rex and the Triceratops look at the Stegosaurus' confusion and worry, but the Stegosaurus says, don't worry, I have a plan. The genie then grants his wish, and the Stegosaurus' left front limb is now constantly waving around in a clockwise circle. The T-Rex then says his second wish. I wish to have the loudest and scariest roars to terrify anyone who threatens my pack and wants my meat. The genie then grants his wish. The T-Rex then roars the loudest, proudest, most terrifying roar any of the other dinosaurs have ever heard. But they stand firm to continue in getting their wishes. The Triceratops then says his second wish. 
I wish I had the most powerful sense of smell. That way I can find food and water easily and never be surprised by an ambush from a predator. The genie then grants his wish, and immediately the Triceratops is nearly overwhelmed by the powerful surrounding smell of ferns, flowers, dirt, dung, bugs, and dinosaurs in the surrounding area, and but quickly adjusts and accepts his gift. The Stegosaurus then says his second wish, I wish I had my right back limb constantly waving around in a counterclockwise circle. <laughs> the T-Rex and Triceratops once more look worriedly at the Stegosaurus, but again the Stegosaurus assures them, don't worry, I have a plan. The genie then grants his wish, and then the Stegosaurus's back right limb is waving around and around in a counterclockwise circle. The T-Rex then says his third wish, I wish to have the confidence to attract any female T-Rex I want. The genie then grants his wish, and T-Rex immediately feels his confidence and self-esteem rising, and the skills of what he needs to attract a mate getting programmed into his brain. The Triceratops says his third wish, I wish to adorn my whole herd with the same horns and sense of the smell I have to protect all of us. Let them have their plain frill pattern so I can still be special in attracting mates. The genie then grants his wish, and in the distance the Triceratops is heard, immediately grows the same large and protective horns and powerful senses of smell, making them better equipped to handle the dangers of the prehistoric world. The Stegosaurus says his third wish, I wish to have the end of my tail constantly swaying back and forth like a pendulum. Once again, the T-Rex and the Triceratops look at their Stegosaurus friend with concern, but the Stegosaurus reassures them, don't worry, I have a plan. The genie then grants his wish, and immediately the end of the Stegosaurus' spike tail gently sways back and forth like a relaxing pendulum. The genie then disappears. Its purpose completed. Ten years pass, and the three dinosaurs gather around to catch up. The T-Rex says happily, I'm having a great time! My pack is well-fed, I can roar to terrify any intruders and rivals, and I have a wonderful mate and several T-Rexlings wandering about our lair. We're all safe, happy, and full. The Triceratops says, I'm also having a great time. My pack hasn't lost a single fight with a predator. We can find the freshest and tastiest leaves with our powerful noses, and I always score incredibly well during mating season. My herd has never fared better. The Stegosaurus, meanwhile, with his left front limbs still constantly circling clockwise, his right back limb still constantly circling counterclockwise, and his tail still steadily and constantly swaying back and forth, says, uh, guys, I think I fucked up. <laughs> That's it? That's the joke. <laughs> I thought there was going to be some point to the madness. <laughs> there was. He's, just, he's a dumb stegosaurus. That's the point is he's just dumb. <laughs> he's just dumb. He's, and I, I should mention that's not, I did not invent that joke. That is a variant of another joke that's oh. non-dinosaur themed, <laughs> themed that I have appropriated. Well, credit where credit is due to I that, don't know that. who came up with it originally. It's like an older joke, but like. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so because that took so much time, no dinosaur related question, we're going to go straight into it. All right. So we're yeah. going to talk about, yeah, indeed, <laughs> the very cat like, except not cat related at all. It uh, looks like it looked when we were talking about looking at pictures, it looks like um, a bit of like a, a mountain lion, yes. kind of. Mountain lion, red panda, cougar, yeah. like weasel wolverine thing. And the name is? A Simocyon. I'm trying to find Simocyon. it here. It means short snouted dog. Even though it does not look like a okay, dog. Okay, so rough. <laughs> I prefer meow, but yeah, no, meow sounds better. But it sounds yeah. nicer. Rough, yeah. rough also sounds more aggressive. <laughs> also, this is sounding kind of weird for me. <laughs> it's like I've, I've, some people are, in, are into some of those weird things of like ah, like I've heard people meow and rough, and I'm like in like naughty ways, and I'm like I don't oh. like it at all. I don't Mine like it. Mine is a truly just animal platonic meow. Yeah, it's just it's no like yeah. Mm, I mean, <laughs> wolf. <laughs> no, wolf is more. If I use wolf, it's more of like, uh, like Macaulay wolf. Culkin in Home Alone, where he's oh, Buzz's girlfriend. Wolf. <laughs> it's like a ugh. Yeah, it's like, like a ugh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. So, uh, type it is an Iolurid, a group of carnivorous mammals, carno carnivoran mammals, I should say. Ah. That's a group of mammals that whose only living representative is the red panda. Okay. So, because you ever wonder what red pandas kind of are? They kind of look like raccoons. They're not. They're not really the pandas. They're really, adorable. they and, are so cute. And I didn't know much about them until turning red. Well, I saw turning red, and then I saw. Um, I had a friend 
uh, Jansen, who works uh, in zoology. And mm-hmm. so we went to visit a, a zoo in D.C. at the time, and she, we got really close to the red pandas with her. And I, it was just really cool to... They're so cute. Yeah, they it, were very cute. And they, yeah, they look like they red raccoons. they were smaller than I was expecting. Yeah, because raccoons are kind of bigger than like... Yeah, raccoons are bigger, but this, this was just like, it's, when you think of panda, just the name panda by itself. Well, that's you why think, it's you a think, giant panda. You think panda. of giant panda. You yeah. think of black, white... Chinese giant panda and these useless guys are, animals high on bamboo. Are, yeah, but they're so freaking cute. They are, they but roll they stumble. They're constantly. Oh my god! They, yeah. We tried to save them. They're gonna go stick. They're gonna go stink. It's entirely our own fault. Oh. <laughs> Look, okay, us deforesting their bamboo forest. That's on us. But them. Well, we've got zoos that will help. help uh, they don't want to breed. They're not interested. They're yeah. too focused well, on the we'll high of bamboo. You jerk. Well, they for you know a lot of extinct species. They have to they take science to their own hands and they yeah. try and you know just try and clone the pandas. Yeah, at this point. Like, oh, just... well, you know maybe with technology, maybe that's where we're headed. Oh god! All right, so this one uh, it's not as small as a red panda. It's seven feet, less two point two meters long, one hundred ten to one hundred forty three pounds, fifty to seventy kilograms. So bigger than a dog. Bigger than a dog, certainly. Yeah. So again, like a longer cougar. than me. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, yeah. Uh, longer than me as well. Uh, I'm not quite seven. But still, so cuddly. They look I mean, so unless. They probably, probably not, had though. muscles and paws. Probably, and, yeah, like, I mean, look, have you ever seen those like? Claws. Have you ever seen those TikToks of someone, a zookeeper, or whatever, like hugging like a tiger or something? And you're like, oh, I, I, well, I've seen one. I've seen some where it's gone wrong. Oh, I haven't seen those. I've seen yeah. the nicer side, where like you have a, a like a jaguar, you pet it and it purrs like a cat. It's so- that's very sweet. It's actually, I think, I think it's called chuffing when it's when it's uh, that size of cat or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so this was a carnivore. But again, this is not a cat. This is not a cat. This is more like it a looks dog, like one. Even though it, it looks it's like a cute convergent cat. evolution. Why it looks? It has this all the same solutions to the same problem as cats. So that's why it looks similar. Yeah. So I wonder if it. But also, in terms of the demeanor, which I guess we could maybe stem from the current day red panda, because mm-hmm. cats are obviously very standoffish. Mm-hmm. They're slow to you know well, to approach, and dogs kinda... are like. Eh. Come here, best friend. Well, yeah. dogs are very social. Cats usually aren't, except yeah, for so lions. I wonder, lions are I wonder, the only social cat that we I wonder know how of. red pandas are and if and how that harkens back to this one. Um, red pandas seem to be like in the middle. They're kind of solitary, but they'll like, like, grow around the they can. Yeah. yeah. Um, so time, late Miocene to early Pliocene, six to four million years ago. Oh, that's more recent. Very recent. Yeah. So uh, not quite the earliest of hominids like Australopithecus, which are our ancestors. Okay. But, I mean, there were there, our ancestors were obviously there, but they weren't hominids okay. yet. So, um, but but mankind, mankind lived with alongside. Would no. you say mankind? No, no, no man. Okay, no man. No, because the first. When was he? When was he? Oh my god! I'm gonna. Okay, so here, <laughs> this is a long. Okay, so first you got to start with Australopithecus, which is like the 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 mix between chimpanzee and man. And man, it's, it's basically okay. a chimp that stands upright, though, like a man. Um, yeah. And that evolved into uh, some other ones that eventually evolved into. Homo habilis, I think, is the first. Which is how how far ish? That's about two million years ago. Okay, so those could have been around maybe. No, because this was six to four. Oh, six to four, not so. Australopithecus was around four million years ago. Okay, so our earliest known. Okay, so we we never got the luck to be around these guys. Okay, so Homo habilis then evolved into. We've talked about this one before. Homo erectus, (laughs) (laughs) and that evolved into us. Neanderthals are also evolved from Homo erectus, but they're our cousins. They're not our ancestors. Oh, so interesting. So, okay. So yeah, that's how that works. So Neanderthals are a subsection of human that is not us. So. I didn't know that. So all humans, uh, there are, could be some humans that are related to Neanderthals. But yes, not, we, there's but, some but people not was, all. There's yes, there's some people because we there was some interbreeding. Um, they think the red hair gene comes from uh, Neanderthals. Neanderthals, and also <laughs> the way they've screwed us over, even thousands of years after their death. Uh, the gene that helps transmit COVID 
is really susceptible in the genes of Neanderthals. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So they've just <laughs> over oh my god. after being extinct for 30,000 years. So thanks, Neanderthals. I guess. So um, this lived in Europe, Asia, Africa, and a few rare specimens in North America. Now, a lot of these creatures that we find, especially like the mammals, they seem to be from all over, while dinosaurs are only from certain regions. That's not necessarily because dinosaurs weren't only from certain regions. We're, we're, it's more because... Since this is more recent, we have more fossil evidence for it. Mm -hmm. So we, we know more where things are. The further back you go, the less evidence you have. So it's probably, a, a lot of dinosaurs probably appeared all over the place. We so just don't know. Here's a question. Yes. And I think I've asked this before, but we don't often do, um, this one looks like it has fur. Yes, it has. It's so, a mammal. So yeah, Okay, yeah. Fur. So we don't often do ones like that. Yeah. So how, uh, mix it up a how yeah, right. Well, I enjoy, I enjoy it. So, so how do we know? Cause obviously is it just our own depiction of what the colors would be? Yes. Or is it because it's for, linked to red pandas? Because so it's, assume... linked, it's because it's linked to red pandas. We often draw like the colors of red panda mainly I'm assuming for the audience to know. Yeah. We don't, I mean, that kind of coloration would be good in certain forests, but the red in particular, that's better for arboreal animals, ones in trees, because that doesn't camouflage well. Oh, it doesn't look uh, white. No. If you're red, that's actually how. Like on the ground, like in the, in the never brush? Mind. Tigers are orange, and they blend in the jungle yeah. because most animals are red-green colorblind. So to them, the orange looks the same oh. as the green of the trees. I never thought and about that. And that's why the stripes help, too. So I never thought about that. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, also, yeah, I wonder. So this this looks like, at least in the artistic depiction, yeah. that it has a striped tail just like a yeah, raccoon. That is purely hypothetical. We okay. have no evidence for it. Uh, and it's cute. It is very cute, yeah. though. Um, so it was described in 1858 pop culture appearances, uh, none I could find, unfortunately. So the carnivora branch of mammals, you know, it's called carnivora. Uh, it doesn't just mean meat eater. It also means the group of mammals that, that are in a certain family and not all of them are meat eaters. <laughs> so because Which it was this nonsense, because carnivore carnivora is the group of mammals that includes the Filiformas and the Caniformas, which then they'll split into other things. And I think it was named that because this is back, I'm assuming, I don't know if it's true, this is back when taxonomy was new. And so we're like, this is the meat-eating one, so we'll just name it meat-eating, not realizing that the name would be applicable to so many other things. Mm -hmm. so and since it was early named, that's why it's like that. So carnivora mammals include, so Caniformas and Filiformas, that's what it's split into. Filiformas obviously includes cats, but also includes hyenas, mongooses, and meerkats and badgers no that's um we'll get to that um because oh, that's okay. caniforma which includes um bears dogs mustelids so like badgers and otters so, and what's the difference between their eating habits the uh that's well because some of them they're mostly all carnivores that's why right but, but but obviously there's a distinction yeah because like bears often fish eaters so that's what i was wondering so, so it's like a pescatarian mix in there right bears also eat like berries and well yeah bears are, yeah. are omnivorous and some, a lot of yeah. dogs are omnivorous too like even wolves but this thing could potentially mom my face off well all, yes and also to be fair most animals they're not strict with their diet can be whatever like we've even seen deers right. occasionally yeah. nipping off of a carcass to yeah. uh um, you get a scavenge if you just if you just need to get to. a little bit of pro yeah. of iron and protein. Like yeah. you can go beyond your diet if you need to. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is mostly a carnivore based on the fact that really sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, but so and okay, so Alurida is in the group that's a sub branch of mustelids, which again includes otters and and um, otters and um, rac not raccoons. Raccoons are closer or in their own family closer related to ursidae or bears. Mm. Which are also in caniforma, okay. <laughs> and also seals and sea lions are in carnivoria too. <laughs> so, okay. like I said, like the one with the elephant seal, it's it's like a dog because it's related to dogs. Okay. <laughs> so, but otters are mustelids, 
it's it's confusing. I don't like that name. Mustelid. It's like musky. It's like they, yeah, I guess. They have like, a, yeah. Well, and skunks are mustelids too. So. Are beavers? Beavers are rodents. Beavers are rodents. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. They they're like the uh, they're like one of the biggest rodents. They're second biggest. That makes sense. compared to the capybara. Yeah, they're the R O U S S. Yes. Rodents of unusual size. Yes, indeed. I don't think those exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. Also, it's like in my second Megazoic book, I had this creature called Repenomamus. It looks like a rodent, but it's really big. Mm-hmm. But this was pre-rodents uh, because it was pre-placental mammals even. Because in the Cretaceous, most, ma- most mammals were either marsupials, monotremes, or uh, some other thing. Like this, pre-placental, which means they laid eggs. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So it's There's like, no other way to really do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like these these um there's a really good part in the documentary Prehistoric Planet, which just came out recently. That one is narrated by Richard Attenborough. Or Dave Amber. Um and it's I, on, I definitely it's, know that name, but I can't it's on, the face. Uh, it's the, he's the brother of the guy from Jurassic Park. Okay. He's the guy who talks like this. Like, the animals are... Oh, yes! The, the, yes! The, the, yes! It's like dinosaurs. That was really good, 3, yeah. 300 million years yes. ago. Yes. It's kind of an They're excited m- voice. Extra- it's kind yeah. of like how, like, Brian Cox, have you heard of him? He's an astrophysicist, and he always sounds like he has a smile on his face, even when yeah. he's saying the most horrific things about yeah. the cosmos. Like, eventually... The protons will decay, <laughs> and all matter all will dissipate. Will all matter will dissipate. We're all going to die. And then the black holes will irradiate, irra- and then Swallow there will be absolutely nothing. There'll be nothing left. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. He sounds so excited about the eternal nothing that'll consume us all. And- can I, can I see a picture of this one again? Oh, sure. I, I know we're <laughs> Back to... <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm just thinking about how cute it is, and I, I'm going to... We don't get to rate a lot of cute, at least in my mind. Yeah, so this is like... Says, a... Okay, so this is a depiction of it. It looks... Yeah, so it looks like a bear slash raccoon yeah. slash dog slash cat. Yeah, well, those are all kind of related. They're all carnivora, so... Yeah. It also gets confusing when, like, you have the creodons, which are a group of mammals that are all extinct now. They were the carnivorous mammals before carnivora. <laughs> Creodon. Creodon. What does creo mean? Because I know people are like, I need to eat, bulk up. I'm gonna eat a lot of creatine. Or I don't know. It's C R E O something. I, I okay. Don's means tooth. I know that. Like dentist okay. and iguanodon. Yes. Yeah, so, um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So like um, yeah. So so yeah. This looks like it's kind of like a red uh, mountain lion look, but with red panda colors. It's kind of like what I imagine. Again, with those colors completely um, speculative. Uh, also, I guess this is a theme with the animals we have here. Uh, it could also crush bone very easily, much like mm. prognathodon. I also do that. I don't know if you know that. Like I, eat, you have a strong bite. I, I eat chicken, but well, if someone give me a chicken wing, yeah, you know, I eat down to like an inch, like the, like, the like an inch left. Just, oh yeah, give yeah. me all the cartilage. Give me all the yeah. In a past life, I I was a we haven't said the name of this one enough. Simo 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 Sion or Simo Sion or something. Simo Sion Simo Sion yeah. Simo says. Simo Sion says. Simo Sion says. So, so you know he don't tell a dog to sit. This one's telling you to sit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's what's interesting too, and, and obviously it's part. It's it's something that we probably don't have a lot of evidence, not just with paleontology, but other uh-huh. you know animals ex- extinct. Uh-huh. Is what animals, although they were different species worked like had a, had a symbiotic relationship right like 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 well because like there's a really good part in pre oh i forgot to spin to the part in prehistoric planet earlier where um where um oh, we started it, talking about your accent yes, <laughs> yes of course. so there's a part where you see these mammals in the dinosaur times and the mammals one of them goes towards this group of eggs they think it's it's framed like it's going to eat the eat eggs them. but then the eggs hash and out come on little rats because <laughs> they're the these are egg lay mammals, mm-hmm. so these it's the rat's own eggs. So, okay. but then also there's a part in prehistoric planet for symbiotic relationships. 
be warned, it does involve Mosasaur. Mosasaur. But it's very, okay. it's very How are we not... helping it at the Mosasaur? Okay, we're back. I know you thought you were free. <laughs> All right, so the Mosasaur is like, it goes to a coral reef. It kind of lands on it and opens its mouth wide towards these fish. But it's okay. just going to get a cleaning. It's like so the, fi- what, the, so fish the fish come, come in, in and eat it, its mouth, and mouth eat, and eat like crime? like the the meat that's they, like they in, floss and fish flossing yeah like and you know crocodiles crocodiles do that like they open their mouths and then other things come and eat them and, and they just they just keep the mouth open yeah that's interesting because my first thought which was is dumb yeah it was my mouth would get so dry but obviously they're under, they're underwater, they're underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I was just afraid to be ingesting so much water that I wouldn't be able to breathe because right. it's still an air breathing animal right. so yeah so wild. Yeah, so that was cute. I mean, that that show does a really good job of depicting them as uh, uh, in different ways than you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a fight between two long-necked dinosaurs in it, and it is brutal. Yeah, because you don't necessarily yeah. ever think of those as... Because they're so big, and they just slam their necks oh. to each other. Like Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey guys, another first for this show. <laughs> We're breaking ground here at Paleo Bites. Breaking ground like paleontologists. <laughs> uh, so I guess the file I had for recording this episode was faulty. And it cut off right about here. And our final score, the one Simocyon, and the that's it for this week, all erased. It is lost in the ether. Normally, a professional podcast would catch this far sooner and then hastily try and re-record it to make sure it was done properly. But it's a bit difficult to do with this one, considering the co-host here, Lexi, uh, lives in Boston. And she has already returned home by the time I'm editing this. So it's a bit it's a bit difficult to plan that. So... Unfortunately, it's going to have to end here, so uh, we'll probably rate Simosion like 5 billion or something. That's the official score for all those keeping track. Or, okay, fine, 5 million and like 5 to 10 million. Uh, yeah, so we talk about the, uh, you know, the Lurids, the group of carnivore and mammals whose only living representative is the Red Panda, and how they evolved. There was a bunch of different ones before they all... Uh, went extinct, leaving only the red panda as the sole surviving member of this the subgroup of carnivoran mammals. So, treat the red pandas right, folks. They're the last allurids left. But yeah, so, and I think other than that, we covered all the bases of this creature. It could crush bone. It was a big predator. It probably preyed on some camels and some deer from back then. Maybe some 
baby rhino and elephant relatives? Because it was pretty big. You never know. Probably not anything too big. Like the, what about those uh, calico thiers? How many of those were left at this time? I think there were a few left. Yeah, they could prey on those. So yeah, that 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 covers it. So that's it for this week. Sorry for the abrupt Lexiless end, but <laughs> it is what it is. At least it's still a full length episode. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at palebitespodcast at gmail.com, at palebitespod on Twitter, and palebitespodcast on Instagram. You can find me on social media at Matthew Don the Creator on Facebook and Matthew Don 64 everywhere else, so like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You guys can find Lexi at LexiTate44 on Instagram. Go follow her. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Also, a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle. No Simocyon in it because this is not a Mesozoic creature. It is post-Mesozoic. So, Megazoic, it's a nay on that one. That's it for this week. I'll say the end of every episode of Paleobites. Uh, this is the worst running joke of the show. Why do I end it with the animal crying out? Doesn't work. It doesn't work! Uh, 220 plus episodes in and and I finally realized that. Bit late, one might say. Anyways, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.